Welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans. Welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. Today is Saturday, May 30th. Phone number here is 877-448-7901. Email, as always, is sports at power 901 I'm your host, Jim Barron. We'll be coming back to start the show, talk about some sports that are going to be opening up, talk about some snags and uh, some sports that may not be opening up sooner as we thought they would. And of course, the world events that are slowing all of the above down right now. Anyway, we'll be right back to start the show on Power 90.1. Attention homeowners. Do you have a house that's in need of serious repairs? Do you have tenants that never seem to make their monthly payments? How about code violations, past due taxes, or maintenance costs you just can't afford? Then call my friends right now with Quick Cash Offer. They specialize in buying any home, no matter how ugly the situation. Turn that problem property into cash right now. It's just that simple. One call and you can get rid of that home headache forever. They buy the ugliest houses with instant closings, instant cash, and huge savings. Plus, there are no realtor fees, no listing fees, and no repair costs. Just cash in your hands for that painful property. They're buying a few more houses in your neighborhood this month. So take advantage of this cash offer and call Quick Cash Offer now. 800-775-4514. 800-775-4514. That's 800-775-4514. 775-4514. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Hope everyone had a good Memorial Day weekend, enjoyed some of the weather, and got to spend some time with their family and friends and doing some things maybe outside or whatever it was that you wanted to try to get done. Talking about the um, upcoming sports, getting back into the swing of things, I want to say some good news about the Lightning and about the NHL. They have plans to return. Commissioner Gary Bettman this past week announced a 2014 return to play for the resumption of the 2019 season, 2020 season. Um, They're going to start with 24 teams in a competition for Lord Stanley's Cup. The tournament's going to begin with a 16-team eight series qualifying round, and then a seeding round robin among the top four teams in each conference to determine seeds for the Stanley Cup playoffs. I really think that they did a great job, both the owners and the players union, the players, they want to continue the season. They sat down in a room, they hammered it out. They weren't going to leave till it got done. And I, I give them props for being able to do that. And Again, hockey showing the way in so many ways of um, being able to be on the forefront and one of the first sports to return. Uh, as you all know, the, the NHL paused the regular season early March. I think it was around the 12th due to the virus. And um, there was about 189 games that will not be completed. So the 12 tw- qualifying teams from the Eastern and Western conferences were determined by points percentage as of that date, seven teams did not qualify. Um, so, it, it, and what they said, they wanted to make it clear that um, the health and safety of the players, the coaches, the central sports staff, and, and everyone involved will be paramount in them returning to the uh, plan. They haven't uh, really uh, said exactly what date is going to be, 
but they are putting things in place right now. And the format was basically determined uh, from the Players Committee, the executives, the NHL Players Association. Uh, and, and the way that they sat down was obviously opening up the season safely, but also they did want to crown a Stanley Cup champion this year. That was one of their um, major concerns in, in doing it, of course, getting it done, but also doing it the right way so that everyone's you know, health interests and best interests are taken care of. So the qualifying round and seeding round robin are going to be held at two hub cities that have not been identified yet. Um, I, some of the cities that are in the running for that are Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, St. Paul. However, that will probably change as of what's going on. Pittsburgh, Toronto, and Vancouver. So uh, the commissioner said that the decision on the hub cities and, and when they will play are going to depend on the COVID-19 conditions, the stats, obviously, government regulations, and uh, testing ability for the players and everyone else involved. So each there's going to be a comprehensive system put in place for, for each hub city, and each team will be permitted to travel a maximum of 50 personnel, and that includes players, coaches, and staff. Anticipating that they're going to be playing throughout the summer and enter the early fall, um, you know, unless something else comes into play and changes it. But that's what they think right now. So let's break it down. In the Eastern Conference, the Boston Bruins with a record of 44, 14, and 12, the Tampa Bay Lightning, 43, 21, and 6, the Capitals, 41, 20, and 8, and the Flyers at 41, 21, and 7 will each have a bye and play each other once to determine the order of the top four seeds in the first round of the playoffs. So the top four teams there, which you just mentioned, are, are um, Lightning, the Bruins, the Capitals, and the Flyers will play each other to determine the, the seeding for those top four teams. So the Eastern Conference qualifying round will then have a four best-of-five series. The Pittsburgh Penguins versus the Montreal Canadiens, the Carolina Hurricanes versus the New York Rangers, the New York Islanders versus the Florida Panthers, and the Toronto Maple Leafs will be playing the Columbus Blue Jackets. And that, of course, is in the Eastern Conference. Out West, you're going to have the St. Louis Blues, Colorado Avalanche, Vegas Golden Knights, and the Dallas Stars will each have the bye be the top four teams. They will play round robin to determine their seating order, similar to the East. The Western Conference best of five qualifying round are going to be the Edmonton Oilers versus the Chicago Blackhawks, the Nashville Predators versus the Arizona Coyotes, the Vancouver Canucks versus the Minnesota Wild, and the Calgary Flames versus the Winnipeg Jets. So I, I think that you know, it's going to be some meaningful games, especially, I think, in the, in the West for the seeding. You know, it's not a, it's not a perfect not a perfect bracket, not a perfect seating, but then again, what is? We're happy to be able to say that we do have a plan and being able to start things. Uh, seven teams did not qualify, so their season is basically over. And those teams are the Buffalo Sabres, the New Jersey Devils, Anaheim Ducks, Los Angeles Kings, 
San Jose Sharks, Ottawa Senators, and the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, each of those teams will participate, however, in the NHL Draft Lottery, which is going to be held uh, in its first phase on June 26th. So the games in the qualifying round will be played with uh, playoff overtime rules. The round-robin games are going to be played with regular season overtime and shootout rules with ties in the standings broken by regular season points percentage. So after the first round and the qualifying round, the conference-based playoffs, both the Eastern and the Western, will continue in the two hub cities. Again, they have not been determined yet which ones they will be. But each of the winners of the qualifying round will advance to face one another of the round-robin teams in the first round. Um, and then the return to play committee is discussing whether those first-round series will be set through seeding or by bracket. The Eastern f- final and the Western Conference final and the Stanley Cup will each be a best-of-seven series. Um so I think that's going to really be a substantial change in the outlook, you know, uh, of what's going on here versus the best of three series. But m- most likely, all the games are going to be played in the hub cities, and of course, that's going to be without fans in attendance. Uh, no one has a crystal ball, obviously. You're not going to be able to um, say whatever we plan today is going to be there two months from now, three months from now. But the way things look right now. I think that is a pretty good plan to put into place. The hard part is going to be, obviously, is playing without fans. Uh, If things change, maybe they'll be able to loosen up some of those restrictions. And who knows? It would be great to see fans eventually be able to get in and see some of the things. So the commissioner told um, the players and everyone that it's not required that the Eastern Conference teams have to play in an Eastern hub city, nor the Western Conference have to play in a Western hub city. So it's going to really depend on on how, again, those local government agencies are easing up the restrictions for the state. The question I have is that you do have the Canadian teams, so you have to work with a different government in order to be able to cross the border and, and have games being played. So we're going to have to figure out how that's all going to work. Uh, Training camps are going to probably be able to open no earlier than July 10th as part of the Phase 3 return to play. And um, I think that from that point, they're going to quarantine the teams for 14 days and then start playing. So by the middle end of July, we're going to have some hockey, which is great to see. Again, I I give them... um, Total props for being able to sit down in a room, hammer everything out, and and put a plan out there, and hopefully we can stay with that plan going forward. Uh, We're going to come back and talk about some of the other sports, the teams that are discussing their return, and a couple things that really haven't gone as scheduled. We'll be right back on the Jimmy B Sports Show. Of course, the number here is 877-448-7901. Would love to hear your thoughts on how you think the Lightning are going to do when they come back. And uh, also, uh, did your team miss the playoffs? Were they one of the seven teams that missed it or one of the 24 teams that made it? Let us know. We'll be right back on the Jimmy B Sports Show. 
The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at thepropertyshopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. We just talked about the um, NHL coming back to play the end of July. Also, it looks as though the NBA are in plans. They're having conversations with Walt Disney Company, talking about uh, Disney's wide world of sports complex down here in Orlando, being the sole facility where all the teams are discussing a step-by-step plan for the resumption of the 2019-2020 season. Uh, Basically, what they're going to do is have a two-week recall of players into the team marketplaces for a period of quarantine, which would last from one um, to, to two weeks for that, and then individual workouts at team facilities um, and two to three week formal training camp. At that point, it looks as though um, the teams will be coming down here to Florida. Uh, all, all 30 of the teams bringing them back to complete the season and then discussing several different um, formats for the playoffs. They haven't really finalized any plans for that. Uh, there, there's some disagreements on whether or not to have all the 30 teams back to resume the regular season with all the 30 teams, followed by a, a play-in tournament, or go straight into the playoffs with either a play-in tournament or a World Cup-style group stage, if you will. And the third option was resume the regular season with all 30 teams and then go straight to the playoffs. So it, it's kind of uh, still being discussed as to what the format will be. Some players have mentioned that if their teams are not uh, having a chance to make the playoffs, they may not play. I know there are some players, Damian Lillard was one of them, that said if his team does not have a chance to get into the playoffs, that he would just shut it down for the year, sit it out, and come back next year. Uh, so, I, you know, if you look in, I think, first of all, them coming down here, it's probably a good move having them all in one place. They could bring some of their family members down if they wanted to. The state is not as bad as other states throughout the country. Uh, Some other metropolitan cities have been hit a heck of a lot harder than we have been down here in Florida. So I think it would uh, make sense that they are playing down here. They'd be able to be tested, obviously. And I think that, um, you know, that would really be the most sensible way of doing it. I would say have maybe a couple weeks finish the season and then from that point go to the regular um, playoff scenario. I would think 16 teams, eight from the East, eight from the West would make the most uh, sense. But I guess there's pros and cons to both of them. As long as they are able to open up safely, I think that um, if they are able to come down and have – the whole, if you will, a bubble be quarantined off and just being able to play the games, 
again, it, it will be without fans, so it's going to be strange enough to begin with. And then you do it that way, it's it's going to really be a new um, a new dimension in the sports, all the sports world, to see how it's going to be without the fans playing basketball. You know, it, it's playing the games without any fans there at all is really going to be strange for uh, the, the players, I believe. You're going to hear a lot of sneakers squeaking on the floors. But you know, nonetheless, I think that as long as the safety logistics are met and they're able to um, work out some of the plans on how to get everybody down here and um, you know monitor everything, test them on a regular basis, then it'd be great to see basketball starting up as well. Uh, you know, then we start talking about some of the things, you know, baseball. Baseball is really under a lot of pressure right now. This past week, obviously, they had some talks about opening up the baseball season in July. Um, that took a turn for the worst this past week as they were talking about the Players Association and um, the owners having some major disagreements on the revenues, on the salaries being paid. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not taking any sides with the players or the owners uh, in this conversation as far as uh, who is to blame and, you know, who, who isn't to blame. I think both sides can shoulder the blame, to be honest. I, you know, when you have 33 million people in this country out of work, 33 million Americans trying to find jobs to feed their families and, and, and make ends meet. And you have baseball players uh, bickering over some numbers. You have owners threatening to not play if, if their demands aren't met the way they are. The, the whole thing is, is really, I, I understand it's a business, but if you really had to put things in pers into perspective. For example, what they said, the owners and the Players Association had said that the season's going to be cut from 164 games down to 82 games. So with that said, only playing half the games, the players' salaries would be prorated proportionally, so they would receive half of their salary for basically half of a season played. So that's all well and fine. But now what happens is that the owners are saying, well, the, the higher paid players need to have more of a cut to be able to make up for the lack of revenue because there will not be fans in the stands. Won't be fans there buying concessions, buying merchandise, uh, seats in the um, people in the stands. So therefore, they're asking that you have some of these players, they have it tiered off where the more that you're making, the the more that they want you to concede, which you know, really goes against anything in the Players Association and, and nor should they. So I think there has to be, you have a situation where you have you know, these millionaire players, these billionaire owners in some situations uh, talking about What's what's fair for them at this point? You have agents saying don't give in to the owners because then you'll never be able to negotiate with them again. You have players saying, well, is it safe to come back and play? What am I risking by coming back? Is it is it worth it? Um, you have fans saying, yeah, I'd love to be able to you know, turn on the TV and see some baseball, especially, you know, being down here with the Rays. The Rays have a 
great team this year. Uh, probably one of the best in the all of majors. So, of course, we want to get the teams back on the field. So you have all these different factors coming into play. And I don't think we're any closer right now. I think we're further away with baseball than any other sport, in my opinion, to get back into the swing of things. Um, it's unfortunate because baseball has been America's pastime. A lot of people look forward to the games. I, I certainly do. Uh, I'm very disappointed with the um, attitude of, of both the, the players and the owners at this point. I would rather hear them say, listen, we want to play. We want to come back and play. And I'm not hearing that. I'm hearing that with other sports. I'm hearing that with you know golf. I'm hearing that with some tennis, obviously basketball. I'm hearing it with the uh, NHL. I'm not hearing it with baseball. And it's really uh, disheartening that a sport as, as um, so ingrained in, into, a, into people for all the years that they've been playing and, and you look forward to the seasons, like I said, the pastime and everything else, for them to have that attitude. So I, I find it disheartening as a sports fan. I'm hoping that when we come back next week and we have some more positive news to report on openings up and uh, the different sports that baseball will have taken a a good introspective look at themselves and figured out a way to make it work for everyone. You can't make it work for just one entity. You can't make it work for just the players. You can't make it work for just the owners. It has to be a win-win situation. Uh, The people that get, uh, you know, the short end of the stick are uh, the, the fans that really would like to see some type of baseball being being played right now. You look at the Korean League, if you want to watch some baseball, of course that's on. Um, but if you want to see some good Major League Baseball, I think we're all chomping at the bit to uh, see that. And then you have these hype, you have these pitchers, you have uh, players coming out. Scherzer yesterday, who, who was, you know, pretty well admired in the league saying, you know, I, you know I'm not going to take that salary cut. It's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's worth it. And, it really sits the wrong way with many Americans, many sports fans right now, which I understand it. So I'm hoping that they do find a middle ground and work things out and get back to the table and figure out a way to get a plate. So we'd love to hear your opinion, 877-448-7901, or you can email sports at power at 901.com. We'll be right back to talk some more sports and some other world events. You're listening to the Jimmy B Sports Show. You're in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? Mm. What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now. 
and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. 800-809-4655-800-809-4655-800-809-4655. That's 800-809-4655. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back to the Jimmy B Sports Show, fans. As we're getting close to the above the rim session here, I want to get off sports a little bit and talk about some happenings this past week that's actually still going on. Earlier this week, as we, as, as though it's not bad enough with the pandemic that we're encountering throughout the world and in everyone's backyard, um, now you have an issue where there are protests and riots all across the country. Uh, there's an incident that I'm sure all of you are aware of now. Uh, a man died in police custody on Monday. Uh, everyone has seen the video. Uh, it is truly atrocious of the events that led to his uh, death. I think it's a shame. I think that the people that are responsible should be held accountable, should be prosecuted. Um, the people that were there as well that uh, did, didn't help should be uh, held accountable and prosecuted. And there's just no room for that in in this society. I think that we uh, need to really bridge the gap of any types of differences. If, if this virus and the way things have shut down across uh, the world, your neck of the woods and every place else, if it hasn't really shown your vulnerability and uh, susceptibility to how short life really is, then probably nothing will get through to you as far as that goes. But uh, looking at the events that took place, I, I can't believe that uh, an incident like that would, would take place in, in broad daylight. Like I said, I hope all the parties that are responsible, uh, whether they're you know law enforcement or not, should be held uh, to the highest standard of uh, criminal law and, and be prosecuted. I think that 99% of law enforcement officers are outstanding individuals and um, they have everyone's best interest in mind. But that 1% that isn't, it really, um, you know, they do a lot of harm and, and it's very bad. And, you know, because of that, you have a right. I was watching, you know, looking for obviously no sports, watching something on TV last night. I'm watching a city burn down, watching Minneapolis on flames, a police station being burnt down, a Target, supermarkets, stores, gas stations. I, I don't I don't understand the thinking of vandalizing, burglarizing, burning uh, stores that you go to every day in your neighborhood. I, I mean, just, just thinking, I'm thinking to myself, my God, I mean, perhaps your your family may need medications from the CVS tomorrow. You can't get there because it's it's burnt down. It, it, it's, I, I can't fathom the uh, mindset of, of someone. Yes, peaceful protests, absolutely, uh, all for it. Like I said, the incident that happened was totally wrong. And the riots are totally wrong as well. Uh, you can tie them into each other. And I hear some people saying, well, it's understandable if it happened. Uh, you, you know, I, I, I would hope that if a tragedy happened to me 
in that situation, I wouldn't want to go and burn down the local CVS because of that. So again, um, we'll see what happens this weekend, but that state of Minnesota, the city of Minneapolis, now there's protests and uh, all over the place. And again, everyone has their right to you know, peaceful protests. But uh, when you start vandalizing and, and, and doing those things, I hope that they are held to the same extent uh, of the law as they can, they can, that they can be. Uh, obviously, it's not a uh, manslaughter or murder. Glad to hear that one of the officers was uh, already brought up on charges. Hopefully, the other ones will be as well. The people that are vandalizing and burglarizing and burning, they should be arrested and, you know, have their day in court as well. So, getting back to a little bit of sports above the rim session here, I hope you had a chance to watch um, the golf that Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods Peyton Manning and Tom Brady put on display um, last week. I, I really think that you can take a lot out of it. I mean, golf is a game that you you really can't hide, you know, with with golf. You now, whether you like it or not, golf's a sport where um, you know it, it tends to reveal a lot about the people that play it. Maybe more so than any other sport. Um, you can't really hide. You can't hand the ball off to a running back or, or maybe check down to a receiver, uh, you know, just because you're nervous or anxious. And my hat goes off to both Peyton Manning and Tom Brady for how they really uh, conducted themselves. First of all, the weather conditions were atrocious. Uh, it rained, it was downpouring, and then it would stop and start back up again. And uh, I think you might be able to compare the, the, the way that Brady played this past week in golf to uh, the season he's going to have down here when the, when if and when we start, hopefully we start soon. Um, you know, the first six holes, he looked like, he, he looked terrible. I mean, you had, um, you know, holes that he was, you know, just looked like a typical a weekend hack out there golfing, albeit the course was very hard, don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, he looked just like a normal person out there golfing. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, he, he hits the shot of the day. He holds it out from the seventh fairway. And, uh, you know, it just goes to show that, you know, he can still <laughs> he can still be competitive even when he's outside of his environment. And I think that at times this year, if you want to compare it to the uh, the Bucks, I think this times he's going to look a little disoriented like he did in the first couple of holes playing. And then at times he's going to look spectacular and, um, you know, still have that competitiveness that everyone has, um, you know, learned to like about Tom Brady. I'm not going to say I've been a Tom Brady fan because I haven't been, uh, but I did admire the way he conducted himself and played this past week out there. I think both he and Manning really showed, um, you know, how competitive they were and, you know, it was good banter back and forth and it was enjoyable to watch. So, uh, my hats go off to them. And, of course, Tiger and Phil were good sports playing with them. And, um, you know, of course, you're not going to find – very hard f to find four more competitive people, whether it's a golf foursome or four guys sitting around having a couple of beers, you know, playing cards, whatever it might be, and those four guys right there. So um, I, I enjoyed that. Hopefully we'll see some more pairings like that and, um, you know, some more entertainment. With all that said, I want to thank you guys for listening to the show. Hopefully you have a good weekend. 
um, get a chance to do something, whether it be outside, um, get out there and play some sports maybe, or um, do something with your family or out there and uh, just something outside that you like to do. Uh, have a great week. And when we come back next week, we'll be talking more about sports opening back up. Hopefully um, all the other negative things that have happened this past week will um, start to calm down a little bit and we can talk more positively about the good things and all the sports. Any calls you want to make, 877-448-7901. Email is sports at power901.com. I'm Jim Barron. You're listening to the Jimmy B Sports Show. You're in the gymnasium. Have a great rest of the day, sports fans. Talk to you later.